Welcome, podcast listeners, to Roll Radio, where each week we listen in as aspiring adventurers play the world's greatest role-playing game, Dungeons and Dragons. Join us as we travel to far-off Faerun, where we discover the Sword Coast in turmoil and in desperate need of heroes. Last time on Roll Radio... Our dirty adventurers headed over to Sir Istival's house for a long overdue bath and some much-needed rest. There they workshopped some new names for their party, like the Whirling Albonians and the Skull Crushers. They better keep working on that. Soon they were introduced to Sir Istival's most trusted companions, the legendary gold elf, Lord Dauphin Flotion, and Esmia's new crush, the half-elf ranger, Kelsen Treader. At first, the more experienced adventurers were skeptical of our party's abilities, but soon realized their prowess not only in battle, but in the art of deduction. Through our brave hero's findings, they confirm their suspicion that something more sinister is behind all the raids and that the red wizards are behind some nefarious scheme. Evil plans were deducted, deduced, and dedungled. Fey rules versus elfy rules were debated. Large and spacious rooms were not shared. They went on to detail their curious findings in Daggerford regarding Natsia and her connection to the dead god Gringle, the Duke, Alvin Gisson, and the Bloke. Hmm. As Jake puts it, there's as many mysteries going on in this town as there are outside of the walls, and their new friends all agreed. Knowledge. History and wisdom was shared by all, and in the end, the seeds of a plan were planted. But first, preparations must be made before their journey to Phylon Lodge. How will our heroes spend their hard-earned treasure? Does Jake really think he has a chance with Oifinion? Will Esmir show Kelsen her little fuzzball? Will Cullen finally buy some more skivvies? I hope so, so they can shut up about it. Well, who knows? Let's find out in this episode of Scourge of the Sword Coast. Shafts of morning sunlight filter into your bedrooms and dapple upon your peaceful sleeping faces. The sweet songs of chirping birds slowly wake you from your slumber. At first, you're reluctant to get up from your plushy beds. It's been a while since you've slept so comfortably and so soundly, but soon The scent of bacon and coffee and other delicious smells fill your nostrils, and that quickly overpowers your desire to sleep in, and you slowly crawl out of bed. You make your way downstairs and find Sir Istival and Hadar sitting at the main table, eating what looks like a delicious breakfast. Nice. Mm. Oh, what's for breakfast? Croat cakes, my favorite. (laughs) They see you guys and greet you. Good morning, sleepyheads. Come in, join us quickly before Hadar finishes it all himself. All right. Excellent. Yes, I will. Thank you. And uh, Sir Istival says to you, Elric, Elric, please sit next to me. Okay. And he pulls out the seat next to him. Okay, I sit next to him. So he doesn't offer me a seat? (laughs) Your booster seat's still there from last night. Fine. (laughs) So, you guys are sitting there, uh, grabbing up some food, getting some hot tea and coffee, and uh, Sir Istival turns to you, Elric, and he's like, you know, with all the news and troubles we're having, I haven't had a chance to ask you, how is your father, Lord Harold, and how are things at Raven's home? It's been so long. 
Raven's home is fine. We're still fixing the roof on one of the ends, the west end. Still a little leaky on the roof there. Uh, <clears throat> but we don't want to raise taxes too much to fix the castle. Uh, everything's going fine as far as that's concerned. My father is irascible as ever. Uh, I think he wishes that he had gone adventuring instead of attending to his duties when he was younger. But he had duties. He had things he had to do. Duties. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, I guess some things will never change. Yes, I remember. He was always the responsible one. Yeah, that was that was uh, the the path his life took, and so that's one of the things that inspired me to to go. Is that he wished for me to have a more active role in the world than he had. Well, it lifts my spirits to know that my old friend Harold still believes in the duty of Cormier <laughs> to shine its light upon the dark places of the world and that he would send his son to fulfill that and help me in my time of need. Well, it is a testament to his true path. Yeah. And speaking of young sons, Sir Cullen, again, I apologize for my assumption that you were Elric Squire. With, <laughs> with all the madness, we did not take the time for proper introductions. Please, tell me, how do you know Elric here? Well, uh... My father sent me to live at the castle, and I learned sword mastery there. And, uh, you know, we became great friends, Cullen, or sorry, Elric and I. I see. And as his close friend, you decided to join him on his journey. Well, I wasn't just going to sit back and let him have all the fun. <laughs> yes, yes. I remember the zeal of youth. There's orcs that need killing. Ah, uh, yes, I can see the passion for adventure courses through your brave heart. <laughs> Elric is lucky to have you and your swords at his side, as That's I true. was fortunate to have Elric's father at mine for those many years. Elric, I have been thinking of your father since your arrival, and have been wondering, have you written your father since your arrival in Daggerford? No, I have not. We haven't been here for that long. Perhaps I should and let him know that I made it to Daggerford and actually have had a couple of adventures along the way. Yes, yes. He's really only been gone about a month, less than a month. He might be worried, wondering if you made it all right. You should write him. All right. Make sure you let me put like a little kiss on it before you send it for your dad. Okay, I will. He'll really like that. (laughs) But before you send it, I need to spell check it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yes, I can have a raven deliver the message to Cormier where I can make sure it gets to Raven's home. Okay, excellent. Thank you. Cullen, you should do the same. Yes, by Agma. I'll write something. (laughs) Says Mir, may I ask, what school of magic do you specialize in? Well, Sir Isti, um, I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am schooled in the uh, practice of divination. Ah. You know what I'm saying? Mm, fascinating. The ability to glimpse into the future. Yeah. So I'm really, um, I like to focus on seeing the stirring of time go ziggity zag. Interesting. I don't really see time as a straight line. I see it as a curve and a zig and a loop and a loop-de-loop. Mm. Kind of a wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey thing. Yeah. I could never understand her science. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you about more about it yesterday. <laughs> Wait. Let me get this right. The guy who's who's all about Agma and learning and knowledge doesn't get her science. No, I don't get her science. But now, that doesn't mean that I don't enjoy it and don't... Um, uh, I, I want that science. There is nothing, there is nothing greater than an idea. That is the most important thing or is ideas and turning ideas into uh, um, testing ideas, creating things uh, that- uh, Making idea jambalaya. Making ideas come to life. Jambalaya. But there is nothing more than the essence that pure, uh, 
the, the origin of anything comes from an idea, and it's the greatest thing since since loafed bread. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to round bread. Your flat bread, heated up on a rock. That's good, too. May I ask you, Esmir, how goes the teaching of Elric here? Does he have the knack, as they say? Well, well, let me say this. Elric is quick to learn. And also to anger. Okay, due to some influences by someone who may or may not be named Colin, that kind of makes him think that magic is sometimes um, quote-unquote stupid. I never so, said it was stupid. You said, oh, blah, 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 stupid fireballs. I distinctly heard while you were getting arrows shot into your face something about stupid fireballs. So he's doing good. He's doing good. Excellent. Excellent. Good to hear. Oh, hey, I Isti, check this out. What? Come over here. Okay. Come here. Okay. Look at this bag. Look at Got it. it. Doesn't it look empty? It's look. an empty little bag, yes. Is it okay? Watch this. Are you ready? I'm ready. Have you ever had your mind blown? <laughs> yes, many okay. times. Okay, okay. So I put I put, <laughs> I put my hand and I pull out the fluff ball and check it out. Okay. Isn't that cool? That's lint. Okay. Hey, you know what? Here, and I put it in his hand. Here, take it, take it, take it, take it. Are you sure? Hey, Is it safe? Now, throw Is it germs? Yeah, it's safe. It's safe. Now throw it up in the air. Let land on the ground. Right here in the kitchen? Or in the dining room? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ready? Okay. Ready. On three. One, two, three. Woohoo. Uh oh. <laughs> Wait, let me do that again. <laughs> A weasel. Wheezy. It's Wheezy. What's up, Wheezy? How you doing? Dude, isn't that cool? Yes, yes. That is uh, quite cool, as you say. <laughs> That's Wheezy. Now, this is my friend uh, Wheezy. Oh, <laughs> nice to meet you, Wheezy. Yes. <laughs> now, do you do you think, Esmir, please, could you take it off the table? Hey! Yeah. <laughs> Wheezy! Sir Jake, it's been a while since I saw you last, yes, but I was yes. wondering if I may ask you a personal question. Is it okay to be answered in this company? I think so, if you are comfortable around these people? Somewhat. <laughs> Shoot. Gonna be... Shoot. It, as, he, as he's Mir only like, known us the whole lives. Asmir like sits up straight yeah, and leans forward. <laughs> trust me, trust me, Cullen, lad. Asmir <laughs> is my only concern right now. Are we taking some skeletons out of the closet? Those are my favorite. No, so, no, 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 It's been a long time. How have you been? And, and what is this question? Go ahead. Pose the question, well, please. If I remember correctly, you are a cleric of Agma, correct? The Lord of Knowledge? Absolutely. Yes, and they are based in Cormier, I hear. They are based in Cormier. There we have, we have... We have temples, uh, quite expansive temples in various locations, I'm sure you know. Um, but currently, uh, at the Silent Room is where we have our our base, in Suzale, in fact. Yes, and I don't know if you know, but I worship and am a paladin of Lathander, the Morning Lord. And, well, I was wondering, as a cleric and intermediary between the mortal world and the distant plains of the gods, how has it been for you lately when it comes to being a conduit of Agma? Who's laughing? Not me. <laughs> I knew I would have difficulty around her ears. Agma, damn it. <laughs> we've, I'm not going to say we've, um, I, it's, it's, it's been, it's been a little rough at times. Sometimes I feel the, the strength flow freely and, and productively. And other times it's absolutely distant and perhaps I would even go to the point to say <laughs> constipated is a perfect word for it, Desmir. Thank you very much. Absolutely cut off from it. And sometimes I think that I'm somehow forsaken, but I have no idea what my what the issue is. I do my duties, I write, 
and teach for free. I I worship my Lord Agma, perhaps like none other. But some reason, sometimes the conversation is completely cut off. What is your problem, Cullen? <laughs> <laughs> We're all trying not to laugh. I'm oh. going through a moment right now trying to figure it out. Well, sometimes the duties don't come please. out. You know what I'm saying? Let's just say out. if this were a dice game, sometimes I find myself rolling a natural well, one. <laughs> let me tell you, Sir Jake, that I have experienced similar issues. My connection to the Morning Lord has become less tangible, let's say. And other clerics and paladins that I know are having similar issues. Is there a disruption? Are you saying there's a disturbance in the force? <laughs> I believe I am. I think, I think, I think it's that's almost what the problem like <laughs> the airwaves, the, the waves are being cut off somehow. My guess is well, it's because we are underground. This, you can't get a signal. This uh, <laughs> phenomenon that we've been experiencing is was one of the reasons for my trip to Waterdeep. I went to consult and learn from others to see what they know of this, if anything. And I would ask you, in your training to be a cleric, did you ever learn anything about Io? Io. It's not very well known. Io. Io. I cannot recall. <laughs> it sounds very familiar to me, but I cannot seem to recall that. Well, Io is known sometimes as the Hidden One. Um, he is an overgod, or how should I put manager. it? A type of deity. <laughs> He's a manager. Well, yes. <laughs> he is a type of deity that exists beyond the normal ranking of the gods. Yes, basically, Esmir, you're right. He is like a boss god. All the other deities abide by his rules of the cosmos. Hmm. So they're all basically the same. No. Oh. Um, but Io established rules concerning the management of the divine. And uh, Io's only job is to ensure deities abide by the rules of the cosmos. He does not have worshippers or wish to have worshippers. His only job is to manage these things. And these rules that manage these things were written in what are called the Tablets of Fate. And the Tablets of Fate outline all the responsibilities of the gods. Each god is given a portfolio that determines the area of interest a deity represents and has power over. For example, knowledge, truth, inventions, these are in Agma's portfolio, you see. Yes. And over the eons, these rules became more problematic than they were worth because they encouraged the gods to battle among themselves for supremacy. And it is now felt by many learned scholars and powerful clerics that Io is in the process of discarding these rules and creating different rules and is reassigning portfolios. Basically, Io is rewriting He's rewriting. Yes. Rebranding. He's so he, rewriting he's re the tablets of fate. Their handbooks. Gotcha. Right. So it is thought that the gods are focusing their energy on positioning themselves for a favorable portfolio. They want to gather as many worshipers as possible. For more worshipers equals more power. More power equals a higher ranking. And many gods want a higher ranking before Io completes the new Tablet of Fate and seals mm. their status and portfolio will forever. That's folly. Hey, Isti. Yes? I bet you, I bet you one shiny gold piece. Mm. Are you with me? Are you listening? Maybe. maybe. Pay I'm attention. Listening. Yes. That, um, that our um, halfling friend guy, the lucky guy that mm. I don't trust, mm -hmm. 
You mean current? Corvalin? Current, current, right? Yeah. Hasn't he been extra lucky lately? Maybe I, his god of luck has been giving him extra luck so they can get more followers. Well, that is a possibility, no. though. Yeah. As a result, many of the gods are creating, and this may be going along with what you're getting at, Esmir, is that many of the gods are creating what are called the chosen among us mortals. And the chosen have special powers and are directly influenced by their deity and are tasked with helping their gods in obtaining a better rank. So are you saying that there that I'm because of my poor luck at times that uh, Agma might be focusing his attention on a f- chosen one? Yes, I guess I just I just wanted to see what you are going through and to tell you that any issues you may be having are not due to you or your faith and not to question your calling, my good sir. It is just that perhaps Agma may be preoccupied with the reordering of the cosmos and is most likely giving the majority of his attention to whoever is his chosen. Yes, you, your, your guess is, is my guess as well. Well, I would only hope that Agma would not dabble in such folly, that he would realize the uh, the value of all of his followers and not just uh, have a chosen. Now, I understand what you're saying, and, and maybe it is in his best interest uh, to seek out one where he could, you know, the one who would spread the, the word the most. Uh, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, that you would focus on one person and not many. Uh, Because all life is precious after all. And it truly is. And therefore, uh, I think that if he is, that would be a bad idea. And if you're listening to me now, oh Lord Agma, I do apologize. Uh, However, (laughs) I do notice that there is this disconnect every now and then where I feel that you might not actually be there with me in the heat of the battle. Well, I think Agma should apologize to you. I think that would be blasphemy at this point. I don't think that's how gods work. No. I think what you have to do is be more special. <laughs> be more special so he notices well, you. You can't find someone more devout. I would not than be Jay alive. Here. I would not be alive if it was not for Agma. Okay. Therefore, well, he doesn't need to be ignoring he, you. I, Agma. It is a it is a, it is a sorrowful thing when you're going through it. Trust me. Um, however, he certainly would never owe me the apology. Well, I'll I'll take it well, for you. Don't lose faith, Jake. Hopefully, Agma will find his place in the universe soon, and once again, his power will flow through you as it did before. Nothing to worry about. Well, let me say this. Let me say this, Sir Estival. I thank you. I thank you for that, uh, for that re- those words of reassurance. Um, and I also thank you for this knowledge of Io, which I uh, have to admit was um, I was completely ignorant of up until now. Well, he's been quite, he's unknown to most, um, only for several centuries in the time of troubles did his existence come to um, the knowledge of us mortals. Hmm. Um, so you never see him. You never know of him. You never see him. He's quite invisible, and that's why they call him uh, the one who. What did I call him? He does send a memo every now and then. The invisible hand. The one. <laughs> the hidden one, right? The one who is hidden. I like the invisible hand. Nothing to worry about. After all, Agma has many followers, right? It's not like no one knows who he is. That is correct. He will find his place, and then so shall you. Keep the faith. I sure shall, thank you. As I am keeping the faith, and my lord, the morning lord, Lathander. Well. You're my favorite, Jake. You're my favorite. Uh, well, I have faith that my tutor will not only cease to have these issues, but also become <laughs> favorite of Agma. Yeah. Become favorite of Agma, yes. Thank you, Cullen. Thank you so much. I sure hope. I sure hope. Thank you. Thank you all. I am humbled. For I know one thing for sure. 
when you cast that one spell and suddenly I can do twice as much as I could before. I love that. It loves you. Well, enough about the gods and their squabblings. We must focus on the here and now and keep our attention on the task at hand, helping the people of the Western heartlands. And I'm sure you all have much to do today to gear up and prepare for your journey to Filent Lodge. So, is there anything I can help you with? Where to go for supplies, perhaps? What, what can I do to help you today? I'm looking for some really good armor. Can you recommend one out of all the number in the city that you would go to if you had an issue? Well, without a doubt, I would go to Dervil's Smithy. It is the largest smithy here in Daggerford and the one that supplies the Daggerford militia. Ingle Iron Eater runs it. And let me tell you, that dwarf knows how to hammer metal. Dwarves. <laughs> Dwarves in their names. That's cute. Dwarves in their names. <laughs> Where can I find this Iron Eater? Devil Smithy is on the eastern side of town, across the street from the Silver Flood Inn. Now, for your food rations, I would visit Miller's Dry Goods, which is next to the Lady Luck Tavern. For adventuring gear, I would check out the trade of tools on High Road. I would also recommend stopping off at Helmix Herbs and Oddments. You know, I do have some seven herbs and spices I can maybe ha have them help me with. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, I should <laughs> warn you that it is full of, how should I say this, superfluous items. But nice. it may be worth it to take a look, for many a mage has found useful items hidden amongst the ridiculous souvenirs. Nice. Mm. I'm gonna go hang out with that guy. Now, Neat. if you are in need of serious magic or potions, mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. would visit mm -hmm. Delphin the Wizard. Okay. So... Maybe these two young ones here could use some uh, healing potions. Yes, Delphin can supply you with those. He resides in the Blue Tower at the end of Wall Street here. I think they might come in handy. Okay. Now, before I forget, since we are talking about shopping, did Sherlin uh, mention a reward for scouting Jolkin? Aye, she did it that. It was like 60 gold pieces or something like that. Each. No, that was like 500. Well, it came out <laughs> to like 60 each. I don't remember. It was actually 125 each. 125 each. 25 okay, gold cool. each. No, one, 125 no, each. 25 each. <laughs> oh, 25 each. Yeah. 325 okay. each? I heard 300. Well, that's, that's generous. Thanks. No, 25 each. Okay, that's cool. Whatever. Whatever. Well, that's it? Ah. The Duke can be so stingy. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's what I said. He's, he's something. Well, he goes over to the a bureau and pulls out a coin purse. And he says, here, let me double that. And ah. he hands you a coin purse, Elric, okay. that has um, 200 gold pieces in it. And he says, those who help Daggerford should at least eat well. Mm -hmm. Okay, thank you very much. Get first some of nice all. traveling cheese with that. Yeah, so we split this up. Colin likes uh, his traveling cheese. <laughs> divvy that up. Yeah, oh. we'll, we'll divvy it up right now. And um, before we for, before we go and do our shopping, I've been meaning since um, Elric. I um, I've had this gift for you, but I wasn't gonna give it to you until you met some magical milestones. Okay. But I'm very proud of the way that you uh, handled yourself with your magic, and I want to encourage you to continue to use your magic despite peer pressure from your friends to do otherwise. So I, get, I have this gift for you, and I pull out this uh, piece of glass. It's a... It's a, a spherical piece of thick glass. Okay. And I tell you that this is a drift globe. Okay. Drift, drift globe. Yeah, it's a drift globe. Now I'm gonna teach you how to use it later. Okay. But you know all those times where you're like, oh, we can't see. 
because it's dark? Yeah. You're giving him an illuminator. <laughs> I'm giving you a super fancy one. Okay. Oh, it's thank a you. quite wondrous and uncommon item. Okay. Which are my favorite kind of items. I thought you were going to give it to him when he got a whoopee cushion under your ass. Well, he still hasn't done that, and there's probably something in store for him then, too. But oh. it's very important to me that my students use their magic, practice their magic, and don't die because <laughs> they can't see in the dark. That is a fine gift. One that will be quite useful on your adventures in those dark places. Cool, thank you very much. Drift Globe. And then I'd be like, I'm gonna tell you that I'm gonna tell you the words later. Okay. We'll practice tonight. Okay. With the Drift Globe. With the Drift Speaking globe. of which, there is much to do. Hadar and I are off to prepare for our own missions, and of course, you have much to do today as well. And at that, they get up from the table, and Sir Istival says, I will see you all tonight for supper, and we can discuss matters further. Okay, cool. And Hadar bows to you. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you, and until we meet again, I wish you good luck on your mission. You too. Good luck on your mission as well. May you find what you're looking for. I will bow to Hadar and I will say, Agma speed. Agma speed, man. Bye. Hi, Dar. <laughs> and at that, they leave you and head out the front door. Well, I'm off to Darvel's smithy. <laughs> you all can go speak to the wizards and the, and the crap store dealers or whatever you got to do. <laughs> I need armor. I need quills. I need little tiny pills. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you guys gather up your coins and head out into Daggerford for some shopping. And standing on the front steps, you look out and you see it's a nice day out. And it's about mid-morning. Uh, you see that same cat as yesterday sitting in the flower box again, busily licking itself. And you see that Wall Street is already quite busy uh, with people milling about and and going about their business. So, where okay. do you guys want to go first? Why did you mention the cat? Is it like a is it like something from the Matrix? Do we need to? It's a glitch. I think you're too suspicious. He you mentioned can't go the down cat the road twice. without saying there's a conspiracy around the corner. If I see that cat one more time, it's gonna get a zippity zap. All right. So, should we go to the smithy first? Where was the smithy? The smithy's all the way across town. Number 28? Number... 34. 34? Darvel's smithy. Okay, by Cos Alley. On the high road. After we go through the marketplace. Past the horse's way. Or we could shortcut on Farmer's Road around <laughs> the way. Wow, it's like we're actually walking there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so you make your way through the busy streets of Daggerford and arrive at Dervil's Smithy. It's one of the bigger buildings in this area here, and it's quite busy. You make your way inside, and it suddenly becomes quite warm, and you see workers pumping large bellows, blowing air into roaring furnaces. And as you come in, you hear a voice call out, over here, and you see behind a counter, a dwarf with a short beard waving at you. Yes, welcome, welcome to Dervils. Come in, over here. How can I help you folks? I need a specially, an especially magnificent breastplate. <laughs> oh, do you now? Yes, this chain mail. I feel like I'm walking around in a bunch of tin cans. Ah, yeah, I know what you mean. Your enemies can hear you coming from a mile away. Well, that'll be no problem. I'll make a fine breastplate, one that's comfortable, durable, and quiet. And for a little extra, I can even engrave a naked lady on it. <laughs> no, no, that's that's quite all right. I love you guys. All I really want on there is the family crest. Well, all right, that'll be 400 gold pieces. Can I attempt to bargain? 
you can always attempt to that? bargain. Yes, it's called charisma. Charisma. Oh, just straight up charisma, huh? Straight well, you, up, yo. You could try pers- <laughs> persuasion would be what you persuasion. were trying to do. Persuasion. That's what I thought. Some kind of It's hard to persuasion. persuade a dwarf, though. They're a little persuasion. hard-headed. No, I don't want to insult you by asking for a discount, but I would like to mention that I am friends with Sir Estival. So is everybody else in this town. <laughs> but are really good friends. Sure you are. Sure you are. <laughs> We've been like this for two days now. <laughs> like brothers. Well, <laughs> if you add meant. the hours together, it's probably not even 24. But still, good friends, fast friends. I'm going to go ahead and roll Persuasion, which I have a plus three in. Oh, oh, oh ouch. Like I said, that'll be 400 <laughs> gold pieces. I, I, so, so I'm do gonna, you want? I'm going to put my arm around the dwarf and I'll be like, you know what? You're a nice guy. And I was just telling these guys earlier that dwarves make the best stuff and it's always worth paying a little extra. But this kid, he doesn't have a lot of money, but... He does put himself in harm's way to help the greater good, so can you give him a deal? I even used a little accent like his. Can you give him a deal? <laughs> I'll give I'll give Elric or give Cullen advantage on that roll so he can roll one more time. Okay. Don't screw it up this time, kid. I I unbuttoned my shirt for you, okay? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Can't, can't Jake do that thing where he gives you an extra point in something? I'm sorry, I was reading, I was reading my, I was reading the, I was reading the menu that he's got up for his weapons list. <laughs> okay. Um, what do you need? Jake, give him some guidance. Guidance. Who, who, who needs, who needs my guidance? Not me, the kid. Cullen, you need guidance, is that what you need? Hmm, yes. Bling. All right, come on, man. Come on, boy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, let me let me do this. I can use my inspiration to try one more time, right? Okay. And I can use and I can use guidance again, right? Sure. Hold yeah. on. Okay, go ahead. Come on now. I have a plus three in persuasion. That's why this hurts. Oh, ah, fudge, mm, monkeys, same thing. <laughs> Another ten. So you roll the five and two tens. All right. Like I oh, said, boy. my boy, 400 gold. <laughs> all right, all right. It's the best deal I'm likely to get here. You wouldn't be interested in buying my chainmail off of me, would you? For 75 gold. Hold on. Chainmail, uh, I'll buy that from you for... Hold on, let me get out my Dungeons and Dragons calculator. <laughs> I believe they call that an abacus, you say. Abacus. I want to sell my chain mail too. I'll buy both of your chain mails for th- for forty gold. Okay. That's that's too much of a cut. I just feel like forty-five is a little bit too low. I said forty. Oh. <laughs> You said 40. I thought you said 45. He went no, lower than low. It's going lower. <laughs> no, no. I said 40. <laughs> well, I'm going to try my my argument about on the armor, similar argument about being a poor adventurer and and how this is this is some very fine chain mail my, you know, mm-hmm. family gave to me. It's, it's it's particularly good quality. It's a nobleman's chain mail. It looks, it's not as nice as your friend's armor there. It's quite shiny. Well, that's not for sale, is it? No, I not the shiny armor. I have what? old chain mail I wish to sell as well. Uh, and, 40 gold yeah. I'll give you. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on. So, Cullen, you rolled a 14, mm-hmm. and he says, I guess it's pretty nice armor. Doesn't look like it's from around here. I'll give you 60 gold for it there. 
But I paid 75. <laughs> no, you didn't. You got it for free from your dad. <laughs> <laughs> hey, sounds like a bargain. Thank you. All right. Now, young man, you said you'd like to unload some chain mail? Chain mail, because it's in my bag right now. I'll give you 40 gold for it. That's fine. I'm not even going to argue. Okay. You can always roll persuasion. (laughs) No, no, I'm already rich. It's a nobleman's chain mail. And then you you said you wanted to get rid of the crossbow as well, right? Uh Uh-huh. And then he says for the crossbow, he'll give you... 12 gold pieces for it. Okay, I only used it once, but okay. (laughs) Roll your persuasion to tell him that. Uh, Okay, let me go to my... I only used it once. Skills. uh, Persuasion. A 20? Oh my god. Well, (laughs) you know, it is like brand spanking new. I tell you what, I'll give you 25 gold for it. Okay, cool. And would he be interested in purchasing the torque, the silver torque, which I was told has a value of 60, 60 gold pieces, I think? Okay, let's see. 65. 65 gold, you say. Let me take for a look s- at that. For the silver torque. What? What's the torque? It's like a neck thing. I got it off a of sensible. Oh. I'll give you 32 gold for it. What? Let me roll persuasion again. So that I can get. <laughs> what? What are you selling? A torque. He, he's pretending to look at a table in the book, but it's actually, he's just looking down in a note that says, fuck those guys. <laughs> ah, you rolled a 19 <laughs> persuasion. Nice. You know, this is some fine silver. I tell you what, I'll give you 65 gold for this here torque. Why, thank you very much. All right. Who's next here? How about you there, shield guy? You interested in anything from our list there? <laughs> I have scale mail and I want to buy chain mail because it's better. Aye, that it is. But let me tell you, if I was to take a bet, I'd say that you're a cleric. And clerics are only proficient in light or medium armor. I can't wear chain mail. That's right. Chain mail won't be helping you much. It's heavy. You could do um, a breastplate like me, but it'd be the same same number, but you wouldn't have a disadvantage. You wouldn't have a disadvantage to um, stealth. Stealth. To stealth. That is true. So So you could sneak again. I could do that. 400 gold pieces, please. He's just a poor uh... cleric. You're taking money from him. You're taking the alms from the poor. Well, listen. What can we do here? Let let me talk to you for a minute about. Uh, you know, we've come in here. We're spending quite a bit of gold on your products. So let's see. Well, you. we're doing quite a bit of work. That's that is correct. And I and I and I admire your work that you do here, dwarf. Um, <laughs> no thanks, human. Let's say, let's say, let's say you Dwarf. cut me a deal. What you say? Sure, roll your persuasion. Good, sir. Can you guide yourself? I'm going to touch myself before I roll anything. Please. Please. There's a bathroom over there if you'd like to do that. <laughs> oh, hang on. Try to keep the noise down. Turn away. Let me try to persuade you, sir, with my minus, with my minus one. Like I said, four hundred gold pieces. <laughs> Rolling a six on persuasion does nothing for me. Doesn't excite me in the least bit. No, I believe it wouldn't. How much will you give me for my scale mail? I'll give you 25 gold for your scale mail. 25 gold? That's it? That is it. What do you say if I give you my scale mail and then you, I buy your breastplate for 350 gold? <laughs> well, you could roll your persuasion is what I'll sell you. Ah. <laughs> 
Oh, I did it again. <laughs> God. This... Okay. I am removing 375 gold from my inventory for one breastplate and giving you my scale mail. Oh, wait. I also have a shield I want to sell. And you'd like to sell your shield there? I'll give you five gold pieces for it. <laughs> it is a bargain. It is a bargain. Okay, fine. You know, it's got a nice emblem of a scroll on there. I'll give you... I'll give you seven gold for it. Ten and it's yours. <laughs> Come on, have a deal with me, mate. Mm -hmm. This is a shield that went through... Has a history behind it now. <laughs> sure, all shields have histories. Largely bloody. I can see it's got plenty of dings and dents in it. I'm just gonna melt this bitch down. <laughs> Do an old man a favor. Ten. Roll persuasion. Oh boy. This persuasion stuff doesn't seem to work for me today. And my negative one. And so let's try this again. Oh. Oh my god, 22! You got ten gold pieces. Very well. Ten gold pieces it is. Thank you. Thank you very much. Too bad you couldn't have rolled that on the armor. On the armor. Right. <laughs> Trust me. How much will you give me for this whistle I got? No, not interested in whistles. I got Sezibul's whistle. <laughs> no. Don't know him. Don't care. Okay. Nope. He was a good guy. Until we had to kill him. Good at dying. You do have some Electrum things that he might be interested in buying. Okay. Electrum. I do have this Electrum brooch. How much do you give me, cute little feller? <laughs> I'll give you a hundred gold for both of them together. What? The brooch and the belt. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold up. The brooch itself <laughs> is worth a hundred gold pieces. And... Is it now? And suppose you're an expert in these things of metal. Oh, yeah. That's not going to work for me, my friend. I want 200 gold pieces. It's got goblin guts on it, so 100 for both. Uh, no, but since you're so handsome, I'll let you give me 200. <laughs> and I'm going to roll my Hold on, before you roll persuasion, wait, don't do it yet. Don't do it yet. I'm gonna drop some I'm I'm gonna drop some uh, guidance on you. Okay. And it, I love dropping guidance. There you go. <laughs> now do I just roll like normal? Yep. Persuasion, yeah. Persuasion. Ah, a sixteen. Ooh, Whoa. that four. That guidance might have helped. Mm -hmm. Yes. So 200 give it is you then. 150. 150? Yeah, 150. <laughs> You're something. You he are is. something. You almost are making me a little bit mad. But okay. It does smell like guts a little bit, so I'll give you that. He does need to make a profit. So are all these treasures being split? Amongst the party, no, he yes. doesn't. He's an imaginary person. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't exist. <laughs> Wait These a minute. Just numbers it's in the actually ether. Mark what trying to seeing? just be a jerk. Yes. Can you put that on her credit card? <laughs> well, today has turned out to be a fine day indeed here at Dervil's. And the, and the dwarf is just stacking up all your coins on the counter there, right? He's like organizing them. Vergadena smiled upon House Iron Eater. All right, so, my fine adventurers, is there any other transactions you'd like to make? I have a number of things. I have silverware, a silver cup and, with amethysts, uh, these ivory tiles, gold torque from Wart Snack, a decanter, and Alvin Gisson's holy symbol. So, Cullen... As you're going through your stuff there, looking for treasure to sell, you suddenly realize that those ten ivory tiles are no longer in your backpack. Hey! What? Somebody absconded with my ivory tile. <laughs> absconded. <laughs> Absconced. So I say to the party, Hey, my these ten ivory tiles are missing. Oh, my goodness. 
Esmeralda, don't tell me. You didn't sneak them out of there, did you? <laughs> she does like going through people's backpacks. I have no idea what you're talking about. I have no idea. I'm going to roll perception <laughs> and see if she she seems like she's on the level. Insight. <laughs> Insight. 14. Oh, boy. Um, Esmeralda, roll your persuasion. <laughs> or no, deception. Deception. Oh. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. The gnome looks like she's telling the truth. <laughs> well, the fact that she had to roll deception says something. Gnomes always look like they're telling the truth. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm intrigued, and I'm going to roll mine. I don't like liars. Oh. Okay, I rolled a 25. <laughs> Out of the corner of my eye, I'm looking at Esmir very suspiciously. Okay. Because her response to these inquiries, she just seems very suspicious. Um, do I detect that she is... She's what? Bullshitting. I didn't say anything. <laughs> right, Jake, I'm going to put what you uh, sense from your insight roll in the chat window, okay? I know for a fact that you did. You are lying. Lying about what? Lying about taking the tiles. D what did I say? I didn't answer. So you're rolling to see if I'm lying, but I didn't answer. So you're rolling to see nothing. Unless you got a nervous twitch. <laughs> Look, I admire the reason behind you taking those tiles. I do. Wait. But. How do we know he didn't lose the tiles? I know he didn't lose. <laughs> I know he didn't lose the tiles. Why don't we they were roll in his to backpack. see if he was careful with the stuff? I already rolled to see if you were lying. <laughs> and you were lying. How do you know? <laughs> so. So listen to me because I know. But what did I lie so listen, about? You said you wanted those tiles because I didn't because say I, I did not say that I didn't were, take the tiles. You were you wanted those tiles because you don't like how That's Ivory true. is begotten and I don't blame you for that. But okay. but what do you plan on doing with them? Giving them back to the heffalump where they doing came from? <laughs> doing what with them? It's an olifant. I. It maybe they're with your uh, with your pens and pencils. Listen. <laughs> I know you're lying. Okay, I know Why you're lying. Why don't you find your your quills? I and know see you're if lying. The towers are in the same Here's place. Here's my bag. Here's my bag. Nothing in there. <laughs> I'll show you mine if you show me yours. Here's my bag. I I <laughs> I I I I know. <laughs> I I know that you took the tiles. What are you gonna do with them? Well, I believe at the time she said she was going to destroy them. You cannot trade. You cannot trade animal products in front of Esmir. Well, you can't steal in front of Jake. I didn't, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I know, you stole them when I wasn't looking, but you stole them, and you're a part of our party, and we deal with honesty. You, you, now. You, you're accusing me of lying, but I never lied. Did you? I'm an honest gnome. Cullen, did you ask her if she actually is in possession of those tiles? Well, I think what I said was literally, don't tell me you took them and you didn't say anything because you did what I told you to do, which is not tell me that you took them. So technically, yes, but the spirit of the question <laughs> was, do you, do you have my tiles? I don't have your tiles. Have you already destroyed them? That's the truth. I don't have your tiles. Did you take me tiles? <laughs> Did you take me tiles? <laughs> Did you take me tiles? Arr. Yeah, she took them. Yeah, she took them. I took your tiles because I, I, Esmeralda Grand Mercavir, do not <laughs> raise your hand and I put your other hand on your heart. I cannot tolerate 
profiting off of the death of innocent creatures because all life is precious in my eyes and I practice what I preach. Aye, but what if I never intended to sell them? What if I, if one day I were to sell them, gave the money to charity? But you're still trading in it. And that's what, that's, that's what, if you keep the market open. To say nothing, of course, of free will, which you should let me make my own decisions. Well, I will pay you, I will pay you for them. Oh, that'll be 20 gold then. Okay, I'll get. For each of them. I will give you 60 gold. (laughs) I'll take it. Okay. So you can give him a 60 gold from mine to him. Oh, split it amongst the group. Split it amongst the group. (laughs) Now that we've got that settled. So you don't want your share, Jake? You're just going to give it all to him? I never took them, and I never wanted them. I see. Here, Jake, here's 20 gold pieces. You know what? In this instance, I agree with Esmir, and I don't want the blood money. No, I was going to give you her share, and you could take your share, and you can put it in the alms box for Ogma. That's a good idea. You got an alms box. You might as well use it. We'll give it to, we'll give it, we'll put it in the alms box for Ogma. It didn't come from the ivory, and you can give it to somebody. The poor. For us. The poor. Yes. And you can show Agma how it's done. You know what I'm saying? That's be very like, yo, Agi. Yo, Agi. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are doing up there with your restructuring, but down here we do things old school. <laughs> and of course, that means that Eric and I will keep our 20 gold. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our shoppers arguing in the blacksmith shop making complete fools of themselves i mean seriously what will the bard sing about when did esmir do her absconding do gnomes always look like they are telling the truth will jake try to be more special so that agma pays attention to him and will esmir laugh every time someone says the word duty Duty. Well, well, who knows? Tune in next time to find out on Roll Radio. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Roll Radio. So we get to spend some downtime with our adventurers uh, and interact with uh, some more people of Daggerford. Now, as a GM... It's always a challenge to play non-player characters, right? NPCs, uh, when they're not uh, just uh, swinging swords, right? But it's also a great opportunity to use these encounters to give information and backstory and clues uh, to the players in subtle ways. Uh, There's so much going on, not just in the campaign that we're playing, but in the whole Forgotten Realms universe uh, that this story takes place in. There is this huge fantasy world that they're playing in, and it's full of, you know, centuries of history. And I really enjoy using these types of encounters to find places where I can, you know, reveal some tiny bits of the huge world that they're in. Like, for instance, with Jake uh, seemingly having some issues with his god uh, throughout last season and his disdain for other gods, uh, I saw an opportunity to reveal some history of the gods, uh, to not only continue that thread in Jake's story, but to also reveal more about the backstory uh, of the world that they're in. Because the gods are a huge part of the fantasy world, and there are a lot of them. And continuing with that, even the dwarf, uh, Smithy, thanked someone called Vergadane. Well, who's Vergadane? Uh, Probably some dwarven god. Uh, But it's little details like that, no matter how small, uh, they can make the world feel bigger. All right, and speaking of small details, check out RollRadio.com for some details and insights and tidbits from Jake's journals and for links to Sirenscape.com so you can see how you can add exciting audio to your tabletop campaign 
and to Wizards of the Coast, where these amazing campaigns and histories uh, are made. All right, I hope you're staying safe and healthy out there. Uh, but just because you're social distancing doesn't mean you can't get together with your friends and play. Try checking out some of the virtual tabletops out there and maybe, I don't know, roll some virtual dice for a little while. All right, thanks again for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time when I drain the players' coin purses of their hard-earned treasure.